When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I am Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Um, today is one of those episodes where we talk about something that happens in my office quite a bit, which is couples may come in and they'll say, we need help with communication. And, you know, I don't really know what that means. I, I had a couple once that where she was deaf and he was blind. They had trouble with communication, mostly in the relationships that I'm dealing with. People just have trouble asking for what they want. Today, we talk a little bit about criticism. We talk about complaining. We talk about how to get to the heart of the matter uh, with some communication tips. Yeah, I hope you'll enjoy it. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Where are you going on, on vacation? I am going to the Jersey Shore. Okay. Atlantic, uh, not Atlantic City. Uh, it's near Atlantic City. It's Ocean City, New Jersey. Is Atlantic Rebecca, City the um? What do you call it? The the Vegas of the East Coast? Yeah, I mean, sure. They would love <laughs> to think of themselves as the Vegas of the East Coast. Um, okay, it's more like a big strip mall of casinos. But um, so yes, it is. Yeah, got it. Okay. Now Rebecca grew up going there with her family for you know her whole kind of young life. And now we're all going back. There's like, I don't know, 25 people that are going back for this sort of pseudo reunion. Family reunion on her side. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great. I wanted to I just... let people know though, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, I'll be back. So if you're, if you're like thinking about celebrity trying stalking to, or trying to find me, trying to break it, or don't go to, to ocean city after you hear this podcast, cause I won't <laughs> be there. But if you're there two or three weeks ago, you might see me on the boardwalk and I'll be happy to take a picture, sign an autograph. Wow. That's really nice. <laughs> Do you know, I had a fun experience. I'm going to give a shout out because this was so great. Um, a gal called me and she said, I want to hire you, Laura. And I said, that's neat. And um, <laughs> and she said, uh, anyway, we're, we're chatting. And she said, ever since I met you, I've been listening to the podcast. And now I know everything about you. Uh-huh. And uh, and so then at some point I said, I'm going to, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So I'll be sure to send you, you know, my quote or whatever, my invoice before I go. And she said, oh, yeah, you're going to take the Sprinter van. And I had the, the moment I was like, well, that's real creepy. And she said, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was really funny because it is that experience. We talked about it, right? Like people know about our lives and we don't totally. know anything about their life. And totally. that's fine. It's fine by me. I got a couple of emails last week from people who listened. And I was like, geez, wheeze. One of them was like, hey, you know how you said 
if I asked you about the study that you found on gratitude and cortisol, like, could you send that to me? I was like, mm-hmm. father, I don't know. I have to go father. find it. Yes, I did say are. I would send it to you. So I will eventually. Yeah. Maybe I already have by the time you listen to this podcast, because maybe I have time in Ocean City to find it. Mm-hmm. Are you but I'm trying to actually computer? just go on vacation. Yes. Could yeah. just go on vacation because we're not doing anything next week together. Um, I've done maybe. something I've never done before, which is scratch my entire calendar. I literally have nothing on my calendar next week. You've never done that before? No. Even when I go like to Cabo or something, I, I can right. see, I'll see clients online. You do. You see, yeah. I, I know that about you because you so. have, and then we'll have a call. But I'm also not writing anything. I'm not mm-hmm. planning anything. We turned in our other project, which is. You're just going to be present. Nice. Yeah. I'm just going to be there and reading mm-hmm. books for pleasure. I'm Good. excited about it. I need a new book for pleasure. If anybody out there has a book for pleasure, because I, I have. I have two books right now. I have Atomic Habits that I'm reading because I, I lead a, you've never joined before. I've that. been there one time. Oh, you were there one time, but I mm-hmm. lead a book just club for other therapists and yeah. just to check on me. I appreciate that. We're reading Atomic Habits. Um, and then the next one is Body Keeps the Score. Have you heard that about that book? Oh, of course I've heard that. You heard of that from me. Um, Don't even start. Beg don't to differ. Even, don't okay. even start. It's fine. You can, I'm not even going to do this with you right now. So I'm getting ready to go on vacation as well. I'm yeah, but you're always on vacation. Literally, like, it's like, oh, where's Laura? It's like, we, we, that's what we're going to play. We're just going to play, where's Laura this week on the podcast? Like, so you're like on well, perpetual vacation. I go like once, maybe twice a year to somewhere that just is not. Isn't home. Place. But of course, I've been moaning about the weather for six months. Yeah. And yesterday the sun out. came out. It's like gorgeous. It's yeah. Pristine. It hit 65 in Seattle. Congratulations. And then I'm going to get a, no, we hit 75, but I'm going to, I'm then I'm going to get on an airplane and it's just going to be gorgeous for a whole week. Yeah. That's fine. I want to tell you about the other email I got. It wasn't an email. It was a, it was a, a comment on one of our Instagram posts. Uh-huh. And this guy was like, Hey, contact me if you want to get the blue check, if you want to get your account verified. <gasps> okay. And I was like, you bet I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I went to his page and he's not verified. <laughs> he only has like a hundred <laughs> people. And I was like, geez, Louise. But there's yeah. a, we're like officially getting spam. It's kind of fun. Like we get like these really spammy sort of things. So that's a fun thing. Well, it means you're, means people care, it means people okay. care enough to spam you. Mm, sure. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat there, buddy. Um, did you have something in particular you wanted to talk about? I could, I always got something, but I, but you said well, that you had, a, you I mean, the thing, no, the thing that we were talking about right before we hit record was you were saying, I have this business coach and, um, I, I now have a swim coach and I met yesterday with my clinical supervisor. Because and I don't know anything about business and you don't know anything about swimming. Swimming. That is right. And for those of you who are invested in the Ironman training, it's going really, really well. Um, just so you know, I am following through, which is something that I do not do very often. I say I'm going to start something and then I never finish it, which we've all been on that journey with me and heard of the many things that I have started that I haven't finished, but hey, it's going well. For real, when you're doing your swimming coaching, are you in a pool? <laughs> yes. Okay. You're Ironman. That's not going to be in a pool, right? That's going to be it's, in open water. That is correct. Yeah. It'll be in a, a lake. Okay. I want you to, I want you to tell you, I want to tell you something. Okay. Your swim coach needs to teach you how to swim. In open water. But he also needs to teach you how to look where you're going. Okay. Why is it a man? Well, it's a she. Okay. You she just, needs it. Yeah, that's you cool. gendered my, okay. Is it a man? Look where, it, no, it's a female. Okay, great. She, goes, she needs to mm-hmm. tell, tell you how to like sight and like look for things. Because you don't have a black line on the bottom of your open water swim that tells you. I don't even look at my black line. That's the problem with, with my swimming at the moment is that my face is not down. If you're a swimmer, apparently that's important to keep your face down. 
which, oh, oh you are a swimmer. Honey. Oh, honey. I know. But my neck is sort of, because I'm always looking ahead because when I'm in a pool, I'm with four other women and we're visionary. sharing a lane. I'm a missionary. Yeah. <laughs> always looking up, always looking ahead. I got always. my eyes on the prize and yeah. shoot for the moon. No, seriously, though, if you, if you don't know how to swim in a straight line in open water, you're going to be in big mm. trouble. So I don't <clears throat> add that into your, your repertoire right now. Yeah. Did I tell you that about the, the sight impaired uh, swim or participants in the Ironman? There were two groups of two two duos and mm -hmm. uh, both were sight impaired. And so they were tethered together when they were swimming. And I think you told a story, didn't you once tell a story about uh, this couple that came out of the water and they were rolling around and having such a great time. And it turns out that he couldn't see and she was her, his lead and they were married for a lifetime. Is this a story I'm making up that you didn't share with me? It's a very good story. I don't remember telling you this story. Oh. I do remember telling you about the body keeps a score, but I don't remember <clears throat> this made up story about okay. the lovers that came the out lovers of the water that came out of the water together. She was a mermaid and he was. Yeah. I don't remember where I heard the story. Maybe it was like a John Gottman story at some point that he shared and I just picked it up, put it in my pocket. And now I say it, it's my story. <laughs> But um, during the Ironman, they had two groups. And so they go off and they let them go together and they do all three events together. Mm -hmm. And one is the lead and the other person is blind. And it was really incredible to see how they participate together. I'm like, if they, if they can do it without being able to see, by golly, Laura Heck, you better be able to do it too. Just saying. It reminds me of the couple I had where... Um People come in and they tell me about how they want to work on their communication. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that means nothing to me. I did have a couple where she was deaf and he was blind. I've heard this story. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I always go, they had trouble with the communication. Totally. You yeah. know? Yeah. But the reason I say that is because it, people, people need to understand what they, what did, what did they mean when they say we're having trouble with communication? Like, are they, mm -hmm. are, are, they're not speaking different languages. Mm -hmm. They're not blind and deaf usually. Um, totally. I mean, maybe metaphorically they're speaking different languages, but I do think you have to ask people to drill down and sort of talk about like, what exactly are you mm -hmm. talking about when you talk about we're struggling with communication? Yeah. Hey everybody, it's me, Zach, coming at you today to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Fabric, which is offering life insurance. I know it's the middle of summer. It's amazing here in Seattle. And the last thing that you want to do is think about life insurance, but hear me out, especially for the parents out there. Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies that can be customized to your family and you could be up and running in just 10 minutes. I did it the other day. It took me literally 10 minutes um, and it could not have been easier. Then once you're up and running, you can enjoy your summer worry-free because your family will be protected. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. It's all online and everything's on your schedule. You don't need to make time for phone calls or appointments, just apply when it's convenient for you. Again, I did it in 10 minutes and you can see your quote and personalize your quote to fit your family's needs you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Also, Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can cancel at any time. And its online hub lets you handle your family's finances all in one place and not just life insurance. I noticed on there that you could create a will, you could start your kid's college savings plan, and even set up a rainy day savings fund protect your family's financial future with fabric apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash mtr that's meetfabric.com slash mtr m-e-e-t fabric.com slash mtr fabric insurance agency policies are issued by vantas life 
They're not available in New York and Montana, and prices are subject to underwriting and health questions. So I think that's it. It's still summer here in Seattle. I'm going to go out and enjoy it. You should too. All right, let's go down that path for a second. I mean, I had all sorts of... Okay, so I'm going to throw out a couple of things that come to mind when couples come in and they say, I'm having trouble with communication. One Mm -hmm. issue that I'm seeing a lot of, and maybe we can focus just on that, is she says something and I immediately need to correct her because it's not true. And I'm like, why? What Mm -hmm. do we... So they're fighting over facts and Mm -hmm. they get caught up in the factual information of, well, she said this thing and it's not true. And so I'm going to immediately jump in and just correct her because it's not accurate or true. And mm-hmm. they never feel heard or understood because now they're so focused on who's right and who's wrong. That one seems to be just catching people up all the time. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's misdirection, right? It's a magic trick. It's, Hey, look over here. Cause this mm-hmm. is, the, I'm working, I'm going to debate facts with you way over here, but it's not actually what's really happening. I had the same conversation with a guy yesterday and he, um, we, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, look, dude, there's two things. There's actually two things. One is you might be right. She might mm-hmm. be factually incorrect, incorrect. inaccurate. Mm-hmm. She, she might be crazy, lying, yeah. drunk. Yeah. There are a lot that might be actually true. She's also trying to tell you how she feels. Yeah. And you can't talk about the second, the first one until you address this, the second one. Yeah. You know, the phrase I use a lot for a guy, for guys in particular, as I go, you almost have to think of it like you have to earn the right mm-hmm. to have your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, even if your point of view is right, you still have to earn the business. You know, guys who are in mm-hmm. sales, they sort of know this. Like, I know I have the better product. You still have to earn the business. You still have to earn the, the pitch. You know? Yeah, earn the pitch. Um, I had that experience actually, <clears throat> and I'll keep this broad enough, but I had that experience talking to my dad this weekend and he was about to do something that stretched him. And I think sitting and listening to somebody's point of view that is 100% opposite of your point of view stretches you. And I said, but why, why are you going to do that? Why are you going to make this extra effort and doing something that's uncomfortable for you? And he said, because I have to earn the right to be heard. And I was like, oh, he gets it. You have to give a little to your partner in order to earn the right to express a difference of opinion and be heard, right? Like if you're going to ask to be heard, you have to earn, you have to earn it by hearing your partner first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. What else? I mean, if we're going down this this pathway of when couples come in and they say we're having we're struggling with communication, what are some other pitfalls that couples are coming in and they're saying this is where I'm struggling? Well, you know, I think okay, so let's call it number one. Number one is you you get hung up on facts, right? Right, and so yeah. number one is a problem, which means you have to suspend your need to be factually correct long mm-hmm. enough to make sure you're connected to your partner. And that may take th- this guy, literally, he was like, I don't really know how to do that because I feel like I'm, I'm battling between right and wrong. Right. And I was like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of landscape between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, I've never thought about that before, or you might have a good point, or I can see that you're really upset mm-hmm. or man, this is very important to you. I mean, it, there's a lot that you can sort of say that helps you sort of, sort of make the connection before you then argue your point of view. Mm -hmm. And get a little bit of time and space. Yeah. I have pointed couples back a lot to the episode where I think it's titled like Zach and Laura have beef or air their beef. Yeah, we hash it out or something. Hash it out, that's what it is. (laughs) 
beef and hash. They're both like, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've pointed folks back because it's a really beautiful description or it, you can see factually, I was not correct, right? Uh-huh. Like I was coming to you and saying, Zach, here was my experience. And factually, it was incorrect. It was my point of view, my perspective, and it was actually inaccurate. Mm-hmm. But you didn't argue with what was right and what was wrong. You attended to, oh man, something's going on here. You're having a feeling and emotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sort of, uh, I don't know, like put the facts over here long enough for me to attend to your feelings. And that is where, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, go back and listen to it because I think I'm going to, I'll toot your horn, which I've been doing a lot lately. I think I'm evolving as a human being. I'm just letting you know. There's something new about me where I'm a little more gentle and a little more kind to you at least. Right now I'm reading Atomic Habits and I've been thinking a lot about the daily habits that I have created over time that are either helping me or hurting me. I've been super intentional about passing on these healthy habits to my kiddo. One daily habit that's been super easy for Holden to maintain has been taking his Haya chewable vitamins every morning before breakfast. Habits are easy to keep when they're rewarding. And for a seven-year-old, the reward is that yummy flavor of his chewy vitamin. It probably feels more like a treat than anything, but for a mom, the reward is knowing that I'm giving my kiddo a pediatrician approved, super powerful vitamin that fills in most common gaps in children's diets with a blend of 12 organic fruits, veggies, and over 15 essential vitamins and minerals. Hyatt is non-GMO, non-dairy, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and free of all those added sugars and gummy junk that other kid multivitamins come with. I've also been in the habit of trying to cut down on excess waste, and that's what I love about Haya. They send you a reusable bottle that your kiddo gets to decorate and refill with replacement vitamins sans the additional wasteful packaging. We've worked out a deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You receive 50% off of your first order. To claim your deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com forward slash M-T-R. That's Haya, H-I-Y-A, Health. H-E-A-L-T-H dot com forward slash M-T-R to receive 50% off of your first order. What else are we on? We're on number two. So what would you say is another common communication issue couples are coming in with? It's complaining, right? Mm. And this is what I mean by this. I will listen to people in my office and I think I've told you this and I realize they're just complaining. And I'm like, wait, what is like, I'm so bored. Generally I get really bored, but when I get bored, it makes me go, okay, well, how can I get curious? And so what I start to do is go, wait a second. What is, what are you asking for? Okay. Right. People complain because they want things to be different. They want something to be different. They want it to be better. That is why they complain. People go, ah, the dishwasher didn't get run last night. That's a complaint. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? The reason I'm saying that is because I really I really wish I had clean dishes. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes they'll say, uh, you didn't run the dishwasher again. You never run the dishwasher. That's a criticism. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I have uh, this ladder in my head. When I hear people complain, I'm listening for, do they go up the ladder, which is to criticism mm-hmm. or can we bring them down the ladder, which is to a question. Right. Okay. So the ladder is criticism, complaint, question. Okay. So I think part of what could Couldn't be really find helpful. find another C. To go in with that. I like the, I mean, I got the K in there. You got the sound. Yeah. 
All right. I think it's not, it's not fully evolved and created yet. You need a third C. But it is a question. I do think that this is, this is what I think people, when, when we get caught up in the complaint, like, oh, we're just complaining or, oh, they're this, that, and the other thing, or this, there's just this like litany perhaps of, of discontent. Mm -hmm. I think a good communication skill is to learn how to say, are you trying to ask me for something? Mm -hmm. Is there something you're trying to ask me for? Because if you ask me for the thing, I can try and help you with the thing. Yeah. You know, or Mm -hmm. the complainer, frankly, can learn to shift their complaint toward the question, right? Hey, listen, I pretty bummed that the dishwasher didn't get run. It's actually been like mm-hmm. four or five nights in a row. I don't know whose responsibility it is, but can you, since you're up last, mm-hmm. could you please run the dishwasher um, and so that we can have a dishes in the morning? Hmm. This is sort of tickling on what I uh, announced as my pet peeve this week. Okay. I- I even said it to my son. I said, honey, I want to tell you about, a little bit about mom today. I have a pet peeve. And um, this is what I do when I am lonely and I haven't seen my husband for a while. I talk to my child, yeah. <laughs> my seven-year-old Foxy. as if he's my, yeah. So I said, my pet peeve is when people have complaints, but they don't do anything about it. I gen like that was, that was what I said to him. And he said, well, what do you mean? We call that, we call that problems without solutions in our house. Mm-hmm. He said, well, what do you mean, mom? And I said, well, if somebody says, uh, uh, I hate like the way that my clothes fit, this just, it's just drive me nuts. Like nothing fits in my closet anymore. And they have been saying that complaint to me for three years. I'm like, mm. well, what the hell are you doing to actually like make a, make a solution, come up with a solution, do something about it. I get really sick and tired of people complaining without making an effort or a change for towards solution. And yeah. so what I hear you saying is complaining is cool, but would be really helpful is if there was some kind of a request in there as well. Like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but dishes in the sink drive me absolute bonkers. And here's how I would love to make a change. Yeah. I would love it if we could just make an effort before we go to bed to make sure that the dishes are in the dishwasher and that we run the dishwasher. That to me feels really good because I have this pet peeve. Yeah, general. right on. No, I'm into it. I think again, like, I have said it a million times, not a million times, of course, but in my practice, I'm like, as far as you know, I'll say, as far as you know, Laura, are you asking for something specific? Is there something specific you're trying to ask for? Because then we can surface like what's really there. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it moves the thing forward. Like complaint, all it does is drive kind of, and criticism, of course, drives, drives your, your issue into the ground. Mm -hmm. And I've said this a number of times, like, what if you guys tried to out out ask each other or out serve each other or out bless mm-hmm. each other or out mm-hmm. thank each other. Like well, that mm-hmm. drives it all the way up. Yeah. And there's really no winner. Like nobody wins that one because we're both just kind of chuckling and happy that we are connected. Yeah. I have to say this because um, I have had a lot of people, I don't know who decided that constructive criticism was a thing because I don't think that any criticism is constructive. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you're pointing out something in another person and saying not good enough, Uh, which to me is what a criticism is. You're Mm -hmm. pointing out and you're just saying like, you're kind of a slob. You're sort of lazy. You're, you know, like uh, a skimmer or a, yeah. Mm -hmm. That one really got under my skin. I don't think there is anything constructive about criticism, but I think if if that person has said, hey, you're my person and I give you permission to maybe point out when there's some blind spots, like I might be anxious and trying to control our environment And I would really love it if you could gently point these things out to me so I can grow as a human being and I'm not impacting you negatively. To me, that is, I've given you permission to point flaws out in me 
that it might be a blind spot. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything constructive about criticizing your partner. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say is you're talking about, I think the time for anything that we might call criticism has to come with permission, mm-hmm. right? It has to come with an invitation. That's probably, if I was thinking about a number three mm. for sort of communication, I would put, um, we did a whole episode on it, but sort of the idea of consent in there. Yeah. Like you have to, and, and for me, it can be as simple as, is now a good time? Is now a good mm-hmm. time for us to argue or to meet, for me to surface a problem or for us to pause? Is now mm-hmm. a good time for us to not fight, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And consent, of course, is a big topic when it comes to sex and intimacy. Obviously, like if you are trying to have sex without consent, that's problematic. I think the thing is, I think that same thing is true for conversations of weight. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to have a conversation of weight, mm-hmm. or if you're trying to communicate something important and you don't yeah. have consent, yeah, it can feel assaultive to try and do that, you know? Um, okay. I love that. I'm going to tease that out a little bit because what okay. I see is one partner who gets overwhelmed and they say, I cannot talk about this anymore tonight. I'm done. I am at my limit. We need to just put this on pause. And what they're saying is no more. And the partner will steamroll and will say, you don't get to say no. You don't get to stop the conversation. You had your piece. You had your say. Now it's my turn, my, mm-hmm. my opportunity to share with you how I feel. And I'm about ready to unleash what, what Terry Real says, unbridled uh, self-expression on you. Mm-hmm. And they're putting up their hands. They're saying no more. That's consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like w- consent in that relationship is when one of us waves the white flag and says, I can't handle this anymore. I'm at my limit. Consent is saying, okay. It's honoring that, that boundary that you're establishing. Mm-hmm. I cannot be in conversation with you anymore. And I find that a lot of partners, that's where they're getting stuck is one partner says, I'm done. And the other partner says, you don't get to say when we're done. Mm-hmm. Two, it takes two to agree on when we're done. Actually, it takes one. When one partner mm-hmm. says, I'm done, you got to be done. Well, and though I would shift the responsibility to that partner to say, I, I promise we can, get, we can come back to this. Yeah. I promise that you will have a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be in at least 20 minutes, not more than 24 hours, but it needs to be after I'm ready to hear what you have to say, or I'm able, mm-hmm. able to hear what you yes, have to say. It's able, right? You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people think it's a control issue and it could be potentially. Um, when we talk about stonewalling, it's shutting your partner out, disengaging from the conversation while physically present. Um, but if you're, if you are physically saying to your partner, I'm tapped out, I need Mm -hmm. to take, I need to go to bed. I need to leave the house. I need to go for a walk. I can't hear you right now, whatever that might be to me, that is not stonewalling. That is what I would teach anyone. Use Mm -hmm. your words to communicate to your partner that I'm done. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with capacity to hear you. Mm -hmm. And there's no point in talking at your partner if they can't hear you from the get go. Um, Hey, I wanted to say something, which is, um, you're close to this stat that we heard from Terry a few weeks ago, this idea that the body scans mm-hmm. itself to see if it's safe four times mm-hmm. a minute or second. And I thought yeah. it was a minute and you thought it was a second and you were right. It was four times a second. And I'm wrong. And yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge that publicly here Thank and just you. say you, you were correct. Thank you. And it actually I blew love- my mind because I was willing to, I, my brain could actually compensate four times a minute. I could sort of go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Sure sort of slowly sense. doing this thing where you're trying to make sure that you're okay. And, mm-hmm. but, but thinking about four times a second made me realize that it doesn't take, it's, it makes sense now that things might not take anything at all to get you set off, mm-hmm. but you can go from zero to 60 literally mm-hmm. in 
the span of a second. Like that was sort of like, oh gosh, yeah, I guess that makes sense that you could just immediately, immediately go from safe to unsafe. It didn't have to take 15 seconds. It could take, Mm-mm. you know. And it, it might have nothing to do with your partner, right? Like totally. you're, if you're constantly scanning and it is this uh, subconscious scanning of your environment, whether or not you are safe or unsafe, that is just, that is a human nature that keeps us alive and we're forever grateful for it. But sometimes we can be keyed up and hyper vigilant. And also there might be things in our environment that we're not even aware of that serve as these cues that say you're in danger. And it could be mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I had, I was just talking to a girlfriend yesterday and she said, anytime she gets a whiff of alcohol, it could be on, uh, Mm -hmm. spilled on the floor. Like, you know what it smells like when somebody spilled beer on like a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at a ball game or something, you get a whiff Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, she, that is a 100% a cue and immediately her body starts to go into this sense of survival tactic. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it could be the scent of urine. Um, so, and like the smell of urine on the sidewalk, something like that, like growing up in a neighborhood that for me, I grew up in a neighborhood that was probably not very safe. Mm. And there were a lot of smells like that because we had a lot of homeless people living kind of around us. And uh, that can sometimes send me into a, a, a trigger basically is I'm currently safe, but it's sending mm-hmm. me to a place where I didn't feel safe back then. Mm-hmm. My body doesn't know the difference, doesn't know the difference of whether or not I'm safe on this sidewalk or whether or not it, it just makes me feel my body reacts to that. So, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So number one would be, uh, right or earning the right mm-hmm. to sort of make your point, um, mm-hmm. dealing first with the feeling that's present without addressing the facts. Yes. It's getting caught up in trying to battle your partner and whether or not what they're saying is true and you're right. And instead just pausing and saying the facts don't matter, but first I need to attend to my partner's feelings about what's going on. First feelings. Ooh. Finally facts. (laughs) No, but seriously, that, that feels like number one, right? Number two we talked about was if you're a person who's prone to complaint or let's just say you're a person and you want something to be different, mm-hmm. we need to stay as close as possible to the question, to the ask, to the thing you actually need or want. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, the complaint is a clue. Hearing people complain is when I begin to check out, I begin to sort of stop caring. I, I, and part of that is I, you know, I just kind of don't have uh, like maybe a, a built-in tolerance for, for problems without solutions. But part of it again is, take it from, from me, from us, people out there and read it. Like I've sat in enough rooms with people who are just complaining. And I promise you the thing you're complaining out isn't the, isn't the thing. The thing is the thing you want, the thing you need. And that's the thing we need to learn how to ask for. Of course, avoid criticism like the plague without number three, which is we talked about consent. Like when there's Mm -hmm. consent, when you have permission is now a good time. Mm -hmm. You can do consequences that have, I'm sorry, you can do conversations that have merit or weight or, um, you know, that are a little bit more important, but you can't do that when someone is, you know, crawling into bed or, Mm -hmm. you know, half paying attention or still in work mode Mm -hmm. or is flooded, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're describing, like they may be dealing with ghosts, triggers from their past that, um, maybe don't, aren't even that big a deal. They're just keeping them from being able to be fully present and fully connected Mm -hmm. to the, to the conversation. It might just be the fact that you walked by a brew pub. And mm-hmm. now I'm trying to figure out whether or not I, I'm safe, you know, yeah. yeah. even though the two of us haven't had anything at all to drink today. Like I'm still, still bothered by this, mm-hmm. you know, memory of 
a fraternity party I went to or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Well, I think we pulled that one, a rabbit out of the hat, right? We came up with one, two, and three just right off the fly. You see how it is like when Zach and I just sit down and start talking, it just naturally comes, it evolves into what- Well, I'm glad for it because I am definitely in like vacation mode. I still have another day and a half of work. Um, But I am, my brain is like slowly shutting down, which is, it's a nice feeling and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to just reading for pleasure. By the way, if you are interested in- Like a beach read? uh, I need a beach read. A what? A beach beach read? Read. Oh, I got tons of those. Those are easy. But right now I'm totally obsessed with um, Station Eleven. Do you know this? Do we talk about Station Eleven? I've never heard of Station. No. Is it a firehouse? I like firemen. It's a a television show on HBO. It's fantastic. It's easily the best television watching experience I've had in the last year. Hmm. Just in terms of like what I am thinking. Like I think about it all the time. I cared about almost every single character. I was surprised. I, it was well done. There's one moment in the show that I think is in like the top five all time show watching experiences I've ever had. Hmm. Um, like I just like, I feel like if I think back, like what are some important TV moments for me? This is on the list for sure. But um, it's written by a woman. Uh, the novel is a book called station 11. It's written by a woman named Emily St. John Mandel. And I'm, I want to read everything she's ever written. So okay. if you're looking for a beach read, um, she's, so she's an author first and then they picked up the script. Yeah. Then they took her, they took station 11, they turned it into a show, which is fantastic. Cool. But yeah, if you want to just read, she's the, she's perfect in, in terms of the stuff I like because her plots are novel and original and you can, can't quite see what's coming, but also mm-hmm. she's literary. There's a lot of like, she really loves words. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's my little pitch for if you need something to watch or read. And this not, she did not sponsor this episode. She did not. Yeah. We don't actually have any idea. I mean, I don't know who did. (laughs) Let's go ahead and land this plane, which by the way, the gal that I talked to on the phone that said, are you taking your sprinter van? Um, When we got off the phone, she goes, yeah, let's go ahead and land this plane. I'm like, oh my (laughs) God, I love you so much. We are already best friends and she, she knows it. Okay. Let's lay on this plane. Enjoy your vacation. I am also going on my three-day vacation. Thanks. Yeah, we're off next week and I'll see you uh, I'll see you when I see you. Eh, we'll probably text next week. Let's be yeah, honest. Okay. <laughs> right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. We mentioned three books and an author um, as some summer reads if you're interested. One of them is Atomic Habits. The second one is Body Keeps the Score. Those are two uh, books that I am going to be reading for my book club. And then the third one that Zach mentioned is Station Eleven. And the author is Emily St. John Mendel. And so if you're looking for something to pick up and read, check those out. Go to your local bookstore um, or find a used copy somewhere. Thanks so much for all of your time and your attention. Making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.